At the Canaan Church, our mission is bringing people to Christ and helping every person to become a mature disciple in Christ. Canaan Christian Church, where people dare to dream. Can you help me thank the Lord for people today? Can you help me thank the Lord for people? People who have blessed us along the way. God forbid that we act like we got here on our own. Let's thank God for people. People who have dealt with our issues. People and have taking the time to care for us. Let's thank God for people. Let's thank God for people. I don't know about you, but I thank God for people. I thank God. I mean, I, I thank God for aunts and uncles. I thank God for people. I thank God for big mama. I thank God for church mothers. I thank God for people. People. They took time to care. I thank God for people. I thank God for people. People smiling when you walk down the street. People who do what they can do to make this world a better place. I thank God for people. Come on, give God another round of applause. And then will you help me thank God for our pastor, Dr. Walter Malone Jr. in his absence, and our wonderful First Lady, Sister Sandra Malone. Come on, give them a round of applause. I do not take for granted this opportunity to stand and declare the word of God. I'm looking at my watch because he might be looking at me. Come on, give him a round of applause. <laughs> These are not ordinary times. Seem like we're still getting back in groove to what it means to be the church. And I submit that after the pandemic that the church will not look the same. Pre-pandemic, post-pandemic, God forbid for us to remain the same. Come on, give God a round of applause. I don't know about you, and I'm going to give you the message. I, I'm very much aware of what I'm going to speak, but I don't know about you, but perhaps some of our leaders in this church are still wrestling with what practices for us to keep, to, to adopt, to reject after the pandemic. What we'll embrace, uh, what we will reject, how we will minister to the marginalized, how we will affect 
change in the lives of the least of these, how we will deal with hyper-evangelicalness that confronts Christ and the cross, how do we exercise our sacred authority in ways that are life-changing and life-giving and not death-dealing? How do we challenge the status quo and ensure that our latter days are greater than our former days? And somebody can testify with me that we just can't do business as usual. Come on, give God a round of applause. So early in the uh, uh, message today, for those that are in the sanctuary and those that are watching um, and streaming uh, this virtual service, I invite those of you who are tuned and listening and looking at me this morning, uh, I want you to have your tweeting vices available, your texting and your tagging and your hashtagging and your tweeting, because I got a message from God. Come on, give God a round of applause. If you have your Bibles this morning, with you, if you wouldn't mind standing as we look at the Word of God. I'm going to be preaching from the Gospel according to Mark. In Mark's Gospel at the fifth chapter and the 34th verse, Mark records a unique verse of scripture from the lips of the Lord and this is going to guide us and bless us as we shall share together this morning. Again, Mark chapter 5 beginning at verse 34 and I'm going to be reading from the New International Version of Scripture. He, meaning Jesus, said to her, Daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. Amen. He, meaning Jesus, said to her, I want to say this again, Daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. Amen. You may be seated, and I want to talk briefly this morning from the theme, faith to keep pressing in the midst of your issue or issues. Amen. Faith to keep pressing in the midst of your issue are issues. 
Let's give God a round of applause. Let's be clear that there are those who have showed up in this place today. And you know what it means to press your way. There are those uh, who have carried some heavy burdens. They know what it means to have a burden that they have lay heavily on their shoulders. And I've come to make it clear that there are persons who sit in the pew, who come to church every Sunday carrying a weight and can't get released. Do I have a witness? Somebody listening to my voice right now have had to deal with the reality that life's not fair and that sometimes life will almost knock the life out of you. There are sometimes you find yourself saying, which road do I take? Which way do I go? Which step do I take? Have you ever been there? Come on, give God a round of applause today. Someone found within themselves, though, the tenacity, the audacity, the wherewithal to go on. They kept pressing their way. Somebody figured out, if I can just fight and press a little while longer, uh, it's like the hymn that we sing often, hold to God's unchanging hands. Something just might turn. Something just might happen. Something just might flip. Because I have faith to press even in spite of my issue are issues. Well, this morning, brothers and sisters, some of you listening to me have written me off. You've written me off because maybe you think I'm not talking to you. This morning, you're listening to me. You know well of the story that is before us in this episode of Mark. We have been lovingly introduced to a woman who understands what it means to have tenacity. She understood well what it means to keep pressing her way. Yeah, she understood what it means to fight when the odds seems against her. Here it is, a sister from which all whom we don't know much about. We really don't know much about this sister. As a matter of fact, to be sure, she is known to the church by the challenge 
that she faces. We don't know her name, but we know she has a challenge. Yeah, she understood what it meant to fight when the odds are pressed against you. Here's a sister from which uh, whom we don't know much about her. As a matter of fact, to be sure, she is known to us as the church by the challenge she has been known as the woman with the issue of blood. Do I have a witness? At the time of our text, this woman is drained. At the point of our text, this woman is tired. At the point of our text, this woman is defeated. She is detached by law from everything that is near and dear to her. Uh, don't fool me, some of you know what it means just like this sister, to be weak and worn. She knows what it means to be drained, to be depleted, to be detached by law. No, we do not know her name. We only know her by her circumstances. The church has attached to her the issue of blood that's how we know her. Isn't it a shame that we only know some folk by their situations? I'm talking to the church. We attach labels to people based on their situation. You know what I'm talking about. It's that girl that's in the choir that had a baby before she got married. It's the deacon that has a problem with drinking. It's that brother that's got a problem with women. The church has attached labels for our situation. But brothers and sisters, I like this sister. I like this sister because even though she is drained, even though she's depleted, even though she's attached by law from everything that is near and dear to her. She has the tenacity. She has the audacity that refuses to sit silently by herself, by her side. She knows she can, uh, she can just, if she can just get to Jesus, if she can just touch the hem of his garment, and I don't know about you, but I just want to touch him. I just want to get to Jesus. Some of y'all have written me off. You're saying, I'm not wrestling with my physicality. I don't have an incessant hemorrhage. 
uh, that will not leave me alone. Maybe that's what you're saying. And so you're thinking this message uh, has no relevancy for you. Well, just before you slip out the door, just before you write me off, may I please suggest even your uh, even though you're not depleted, even though you don't have a malady, uh, even though you don't have a hemorrhage today, one thing I do know is everybody in church, everybody in here has got some issue. Everybody's got some issues. Let's be real clear. It does not matter from which you've come. It does not matter how well you can hide it. It does not matter about the cover up. Everybody's got an issue. I don't care how big your Bible is. I don't care how many scriptures you can quote. Everybody's got an issue. Everybody's got an issue or got issues. For some folk, it's an occupational issue. Some of y'all don't want to go to work tomorrow because Every time you show up, you got to deal with some stuff that you don't feel like dealing with. Am I right about it? Okay, that's not your issue. Maybe your issue is you got a marital issue. You got to go back home to somebody you really don't want to see. Okay, that's not your issue. Maybe it's a lack of marriage. You thought by now you would have your boo. You thought by now you would have somebody easy on the eye. Okay, that's not your issue. Maybe you have a financial issue. Not enough money to pay the bills. You got to choose which bill to pay. You got to think about which one goes next. Do I have a witness? Maybe that's not your issue. Maybe you got so much money that everybody keeps coming asking for money. I could go on. Cause we all got issues. Come on, give God some praise in this place. And so this morning, I wanted to use my assigned time to draw from my sister's story because she seemed to suggest 
as I was studying this, that even when you have an issue that drains you, that depletes you, that detaches you from law or from everything or everybody, if you've got enough faith and you keep pressing on, God's got the power to heal your situation. Can I get a witness? Let's look at this text. The first thing I saw our sister's story was that though we all have issues that can drain us, that can defeat us, that can uh, detach you from law, from everything that is near and dear to you, if you've got enough faith to fight on and you keep pressing your way, our Lord has enough power to release you from your issue. It just seems to me that our sister in our text understands that you and I have got to have faith to fight on despite public perception. What I like about, what I like about this system, it didn't matter that they had ostracized her. Didn't matter that they had marginalized her. Didn't matter that she wasn't supposed to be there. Didn't matter what the law said. She says, I'm going to see Jesus. I said, I'm going to see Jesus. I don't know about you, but I, I don't know if you ever had that in your spirit. I don't, I don't, I'm not worried about what they say. I don't care about their perception. I'm making my way to Jesus. She has an incessive blood flow and hemorrhage that will not cease. And by Levitical law, she is not supposed to be in the populace of the community. She is ostracized. She is to be put aside. She is to be marginalized, pushed away from the community, detached, everything that is near and dear to her. But she heard that there's a man named Jesus who is able to do something about the issue that she has. And despite her situation, despite what other people think about her, she has made up her mind. She's going to press her way to the Lord Jesus Christ. So I don't know if you can imagine this woman. This woman has had this situation for a long time. I'd be all right if it was just one year, if it was just two years. But your Bible says it's been 12 years. Now, can't you imagine this woman is bent over? This woman is in pain. 
This woman is pressing her way in the midst of pain. This woman got a dilemma. This woman has an issue. But I'm glad that Jesus is a issue solver. I'm glad that he can meet every need according to his promises in glory. I'm glad he's an able and a capable God. I'm glad he's a way-making God. I'm glad he's a troubled old sheriff. This sister, because she's got an issue of blood, because she's got an overflow, I like this sister, though. I like this sister because when Jesus is on his way somewhere else, he recognized this bent over sister. He recognized, and, he, and she touches him. She ain't supposed to be there, but she reaches out, and she touches him. And he says, somebody touch me. Disciples say, oh, we don't know in all this crowd who touched No, he says, somebody touched me. He says, somebody touch me. And then when she admits, and she, she, she goes on to tell Jesus that it was her, immediately that blood flow was contained. He's that kind of God. I said he's that kind of God. Would you believe that there are people in the church who like to tell you what place is yours and what place is not yours and what you should do and what you can't do. But the church better be mindful of people. We have to be mindful of people because God still shows up in this place. We've got to be mindful of people because somebody is just trying to touch Jesus. Somebody showed up this morning and they're not worried about nothing else. All they want to do is touch Jesus. They're not worried about the choir and we got a good choir, but they just want to touch Jesus. Somebody showed up this morning. They've been battling a lot of issues. They just want to touch Jesus. Anybody want to touch him today? I know I want to touch him. That's why I come to church. That's why I came to church. I want to touch Jesus. Some seasons, you got to encourage yourself. I imagine this woman been bent over 12 years, got a hemorrhage that won't stop. She's in pain. She's hurting. I imagine this woman had to encourage herself. Sometimes you got to say, get yourself together. Put on you some clothes. 
Put on your makeup. Get up and get out of here. You got to encourage yourself. I imagine she thought to herself, that's what the Bible says, if I can touch the hem of his garment, I can be made whole. Matthew's gospel said it this way. She said to herself. That means she talked to herself. Some seasons, you got to encourage yourself. Sometimes you got to talk to yourself. Tell yourself, I'm pressing my way to Jesus. I'm pressing my way to Jesus. Keep on pressing. Let your faith keep you pressing to God. Jesus is a good fixer today. Anybody know him in this place? Anybody know him in this place? I'm glad you showed up in this place. It's not by happenstance. It's by providence. Somebody's been searching for something better. It's available. I don't care how far you stray. God can meet you wherever you are, and your life will never be the same. Somebody showed up, and you've been searching for someone. Can I tell you, I know somebody. He's still giving sight to the blind. He's available. In fact, he's moving in here right now. He's cruising up and down these aisles, waiting for someone to accept him as their personal savior. He's available. Why not allow God to come and reside within you? Come to Jesus just as you are. Why? Because the church is supposed to be the house of prayer. It's a home of hope, a citadel of compassion, of heaven for hurting, a hospital for the sick, a refuge for the ruined, an abode for the broken, an inn for the injured, a residence for the redeemed, a domicile for the dejected, a mansion for the maimed, and a habitat for the homeless. That's what the church it's supposed to be about. That's why I come to church. I want to see Jesus. I'm like that sister. I want to touch Jesus. And as I close, Isaiah 53 and 6 says, All we, like sheep, have gone astray. We have turned each one of us to our own way. So if you thought it wasn't for you, yes, it was. Romans 3 and 23 says, For all have sinned and fell short of the glory of God. Mark 2, 17 says, It is not those who are healthy, who need a physician. But those who are sick, I did not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. 
let the church say, I got an issue. I said, let the church say, I got an issue. But I'm going to keep pressing in spite of my issue. Come on, give God a round of applause. Do you love him today? I love him today. He's been good to me. He's made a way so many times. I can't tell it all. He's moving so fast. I love him today. I said I love him. Do you love him today? Help me say yeah. Say yeah. Say it like you mean it. Sad like you've been born again. Isn't he all right? Won't he fix your situation? Keep pressing. Let your faith keep you pressing in the midst of your issue or your issue. God bless. The people represent the church no matter where we are. So stay connected and reach others as we grow in Christ.